good day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust that your anchor is firmly gripped to the rock of the promises of the Word of God today. Uh, I welcome you. Thank you for inviting me into your day. And I trust that our time together will be one of great blessing to you. Began yesterday looking at Wayne Stiles' book, Adapted Devotional Time. Yesterday, uh, from his book, uh, Waiting on God, What to Do When God Does Nothing. And we were reminded from the scriptures himself that the Apostle Paul, starting out on his second missionary journey, began by taking two steps back. It wasn't something that he expected, but it was the direction of God because God knew what was best. And so he passed through a geographical region on his uh, church planting effort that God said, I want you to keep on going uh, because obviously the Lord had a greater purpose and a bigger field and a greater opportunity for him to serve him in. And we noted that it's a bit strange. God kept them from sharing his word in a place that needed it. And the reason is because often closed doors always lead to open ones. Uh, When Paul arrived in Troas, he was reminded that there was a wide door of opportunity in Macedonia. And so those closed doors reminded him. And it reminds us today that occasionally God sidelines us to remind us that our participation is a privilege. And you can glorify him just as much by waiting on him as you're serving him in some other way that seems to be much more reasonable to you. And so we learned that yesterday, that our limitations only frustrate us when we forget that in weakness we can glorify God. And I wanted to take the rest of the time this, this, uh, today during this podcast to really explore this idea of our weakness and how it magnifies God's strength. That is a principle that's taught throughout Scripture. It seems like a contradiction in terms, but it actually isn't. Uh, we glorify God's strength in our weakness, Paul asserted this over and over again. The path forward, the path to greater spiritual blessing and growth and success spiritually always includes weakness. Don't ever forget that. Uh, for example, if I had to illustrate it, uh, perhaps a husband and wife uh Uh, When they're married, they begin to have children and they give massive amounts of time to their marriage. They give uh, huge amounts to their parenting. Uh, And we need to understand that God is not limited by those things uh, in any way in what he's doing. Other desires are limited, perhaps, that they would like to do as a husband and wife, for sure. Uh, But that is precisely why God has brought marriage and children into existence. I mean, how else would we face our selfishness unless we had to be in those situations where we learn how to live with each other and how to subject ourselves and our desires in order to do the broader will of God? Uh, You consider those moments in the lives of all kinds of parents, of Christian parents, and then I consider the the some the brevity and the shortness of the lives of many of God's choice servants. I think of the untimely deaths of many famous Christian people whom I have their biographies in my library. I think of Blaise Pascal. I think of David Brainer. David Brainer dying <clears throat> at 29 years old uh, in his missionary efforts trying to reach out to the American Indians. 
uh, David Brainerd, a godly man who didn't see a lot of success, at least from the human viewpoint, but he died approved of God and has blessed many people. You think of Jonathan Edwards, who had a relatively brief life as well. He was uh, uh, used of the Lord greatly to influence many men for the cause of Christ. They all died in their prime, and yet their short lives really offered the kingdom of God much more than many whole lives lived unsurrendered. In those short times, they really accomplished a great deal than in somebody's life that was unsurrendered the whole time. Just as God can take the life of someone with so much potential and use their very brief lifespan for His glory, I believe He can also use the limited time offered by a husband or wife who understands marriage and family as a primary way to be able to glorify God. He can use that. Let's understand this morning that our limitations in no way limit God. God doesn't experience any limitation. He's not limited by you. He's not limited by anything you can or cannot do. God doesn't need any sleep. He doesn't have to earn a living. He has no shortage of time or space. But we, on the other hand, have all of these confines, uh, including our battle with our sinful nature on a daily basis, so that even on our best days, we really only offer God scraps to work with. He, it's, it's like the little boy at the, the, the meeting when Christ was preaching who had just fish and loaves. And yet God was able to take that fish and loaves and he was able to multiply that and make it adequate and feed, actually more than adequate, to be able to accomplish even more than what you could reasonably expect. Well, listen to me today. Waiting on God reminds us of those facts. Waiting keeps us humble, doesn't it? Waiting shows us over the passing of time that it's all about God and none of it is about us except to the degree that we glorify Him. In our waiting, God weans us from the pride of having to control everything or understand matters, as Psalm 131 says, that are too difficult for us. God chooses how you glorify Him. He alone selects which of His servants will produce what levels of output, and yet He also rewards faithfulness on any level with equal commendation. So, why does the path forward sometimes lead backward? Well, those seasons where it seems like you're moving in reverse actually may be God working in your life towards several purposes. He may be strengthening your character in spite of your weakness. Uh, he may be developing your peace of mind by trusting Him in a time of chaos. And He may be teaching you that you can glorify Him just as much by waiting on Him as you can by serving Him. So when you choose to find your fulfillment in God's glory, then you can wait on Him to open the doors to the path forward in His time. That's really His business entirely. Your business today is to live faithfully wherever He puts you right now. Be faithful. Honor Him. Glorify His name in all that you say and do. And remember that He is guiding your steps and giving you real purpose to glorify.
glorify Him. God bless.